0: Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are back. They played their first preseason game. LeBron, AD, Russ, they all played in the first half and looked all right against the Sacramento Kings. And then the second half happened and we don't need to talk about that. So it's only one preseason game and obviously a single preseason game against the Kings uh, when the Lakers are semi-shorthanded. Lonnie Walker didn't play. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is still not with the team. Uh, Troy Brown did not play. Uh, so the Lakers obviously, you know, and, and and by the way, they're all doing this. This is the first time they've all played in a game setting together, so that's going to create its own wrinkles in, in rhythm. But, I do think there were some takeaways on uh, both of the positive and negative variety, uh, so let's get to them. First and foremost, I do think they do look uh, quite a bit more organized, especially offensively, under Darvin Ham and his coaching staff than the Lakers did with Frank Vogel. Now, you don't know how much of it was Vogel's system or lack thereof, uh, you don't know how much of it was any kind of a consistent commitment to that that system. We saw it even last night, where the Lakers would look good for stretches and then randomly fall into ISO ball, um, and and that's kind of what happens when you have a voice as loud as LeBron in your in your in your uh, locker room and in your huddle, and then when you have somebody like AD who thinks he's Hakeem Olajuwon, he just clearly isn't. So. Uh, I, I this is gonna be really interesting to watch over the course of the season, how often and, and, and how regularly the Lakers can stay committed to the things that uh, allow them success. Last year, they didn't stay committed to it often enough. and, and you really saw them struggle when they went away from sets. And then they went into just straight iso ball and pinch post ball and all of that stuff. And it was just a really ugly brand of basketball. This year, they aren't going to have much margin for error. So they're going to have to stay committed and allow Darvin Ham's system to help create some spacing that they aren't going to have in the traditional sense because there just isn't much shooting on the team. Speaking of margin for error, I think another kind of thing to note from this game and one that I think is going to kind of play out over the course of the season is even while the Lakers were playing pretty well, they were maintaining a 7 or 8-ish point lead over a Sacramento Kings team that is probably also going to be fighting for a play-in spot. So, you know, I, I, I think... What you kind of saw from last night was, especially early, they opened up with great energy. I think they did crack a a quick double-digit lead, um, but never really fully pulled away. And They certainly didn't pull away in the same way that Sacramento was able to in the second half from the Lakers' kind of of end-of-bench guys, but I do think this is going to be kind of a trend here for the Lakers because they just don't have the the explosive role players uh, that Would feed off of LeBron and feed off of AD and help extend a seven or eight point run into a 15 or 16 point run. The Lakers are going to get by and they are going to look good occasionally because LeBron is really, really good and Anthony Davis is really, really good. Uh, But I I do think oftentimes, even when the Lakers are playing better, you're going to look at the score and you're going to say, man, it feels like they should be up by more. It's because they aren't going to have any haymakers coming in by way of three-point shooting, and they aren't going to have uh, a, a much margin for error that would allow them to go out and run the occasional ISO play for for AD. Um, and those plays are going to stack up, and a 12- or 13-point lead is going to turn into an 8-point lead, and an 8-point lead is going to turn to a 3- or 4-point lead. And, and I just don't think that they're going to be explosive enough to really open up you know, 15, 16, 20-point leads uh, very often. The other thing that I'm kind of walking away from this game with is, and again, like everybody who is going to be playing long minutes only really played in the first half, so it's going to look kind of inherently jumbled in that that regard too, but Kendrick Nunn was out there playing. Looked pretty good in some stretches, but Kendrick Nunn was out there playing. Uh, Obviously, Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook got their minutes. Austin Reeves got his minutes and he spent quite a bit of time on the ball. Uh, I thought looked fairly comfortable on it initially, but then I thought that I, I don't think he deals very well with pressure. Um, and I don't think he's strong enough to make passes that are on a straight line that you need your creators to be able to throw. So I Austin Reeves' ball handler, I don't think is an experiment I'm particularly interested in. Um, but you know, I'm, I walk away from this game thinking like, wait, Dennis Schroeder didn't play, Lonnie Walker didn't play. Uh, I don't know where those minutes are going to come from. So, look, there. We just got a report hours before tip off today, right, that the Lakers were this close. You know, Robert Rob Polinka is turning into Danny Ainge in, in in his ability to almost make a deal. Uh, but but we know that the Lakers at some point are probably going to have to alleviate pressure here and move a guard, maybe probably two guards. Um, either that or or, you know, injuries will set in and that might sort out some stuff. But I don't know where all of these minutes are going to come from. And that's going to be really interesting to watch how Ham handles that. Um, and they can say, yeah, Patrick Beverly is going to be a, a three and D wing. He's six two. Lonnie Walker uh, is is very athletic and all of those things, but he to this point has been pretty unfulfilled talent. So I, I don't know what that rotation is going to look like. And last night, wow, we did see some good things from some of those guards. I thought Russ played well. Um, I don't <laughs> it's just a math math problem and they can try to try to make it work by sliding some people down the rotation and playing super small which they did but even as they did that you still have to add two more guards into that rotation and I just don't see how that's going to work. I don't want to spend too much time on the second half because it was really ugly and it was the first preseason game and it's some of the only minutes we're going to have to watch from guys like Scottie Pippen Jr. and Max Christie. Um, I do think Cole Swider will probably get some some minutes over the course of the season, but I think that's more of an indictment on the Lakers front office and their ability to find shooting than it is anything about like my belief in him as an NBA player. He has a really sweet-looking shot. He's tall enough to be able to get out, get it uh, off uh, under almost any circumstance. Uh, but if your answer to man, the Lakers desperately need shooting is Cole Swider, uh, much like we kept hearing last year about how Austin Reeves is is somehow the answer to some of the Lakers' woes last year, like that says more about the woes than it is about that player in particular. Again, shouts to Swider for looking good, and and it would be cool to see him step into a bigger role because he has a skill set that the Lakers just don't have especially at his position but if if you're relying on Cole Swider to offer your your floor spacing then you made some pretty big mistakes or you didn't fill some pretty big holes in the offseason beyond that though I I don't know the, the basketball happened kind of if it sounds like I'm down on this roster, it's because I am. <laughs> You've heard it all season. I can't believe the Lakers are actually going into this season with this group. It just doesn't make very much sense. And I know you're probably all saying, gosh, give them some time. Let's see how this looks. It's like, I can. I can try. But a lot of the same things that I kind of figure were probably going to happen, you saw some examples of them. And and the math crunch at the point guard spot is, is tough. And uh the the front court minutes are are going to be interesting I I just don't I don't know what this what this I look I talked to Howard Beck about it on my show yesterday and he says it's the most confusing offseason that any team had um in, in terms of just basketball and I agree it's just it's a weird it's a really weird roster it's guard heavy wing light and that's a recipe for disaster in the NBA in 2022. So I, I'm trying to, to stay positive. I'm trying to like this roster more than I currently do. But at the end of the day, like we said all offseason that they can't enter the season with Russ on the roster, not just because of the weird fit that he might have with LeBron and AD, but also because of the lack of flexibility it forces you uh, or it, 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 it takes away from you. Uh, elsewhere in improving your roster, and, and we saw that. This is this is a pretty shallow roster that once LeBron and AD and those guys sat down, bench players from the Sacramento Kings ran laps around bench players from the Lakers. And yeah, I, that's, that's kind of how that happens when you have that much of your cap allocated to uh, three players without much in terms of role players surrounding them because you've ignored bird rights for multiple years, plural. Um, this is where the Lakers are at. They had one opportunity or one way to maybe improve or add some depth across elsewhere in the roster, and they chose not to, at least to this point. And I, 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 I really think that was a, a pretty big mistake. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. Uh, again, the Lakers lose to the Sacramento Kings and, and have now lost nine straight preseason games. That's kind of a weird stat but here we are uh look I am back these lowdowns are back uh a little bit later today I'm going to be hopping on spaces to discuss this game and this off season as it is now behind us um on spaces that'll turn into a pod if you miss any of the live version of that it'll be on as a pod version here on this feed we do have some news coming some announcements coming as far as additions to the to the pod team and uh, a cool new project that we're going to be doing uh nightly or or i guess post game um, moving forward so that's something i'm really looking forward to talking to you guys about Um, but until then and until i talk to you guys next i'm anthony Irwin. saying have a good one